And welcome to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. It's 9.30, and it's our opportunity to hear from God this morning by our good new pastor, Jonathan Gallo. Lord, we ask for your anointing on Jonathan as he speaks on confidence in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, Spirit of Prophecy Church. How are we doing this morning? Just waking up? Excellent. That's awesome. Today, I wanted to encourage everybody with the word confidence. So... I can't tell you how many social medias, uh, platforms have videos of various families and adults and kids, um, for lack of a better term, freaking out about the status and the, the health of the nation as far as, you know, financial economy goes, as far as what are we going to do tomorrow? Uh, gas prices soaring. We have, you know, the, the groceries uh, they're soaring. We have rent soaring. And, you know, a lot of the employers cannot match up to this, uh, you know, increase. So there's so much fear that's going on today. And I think it'd be a good time to settle down and to remember how to be confident in times like this. Amen. All right. So comic book title here is confidence. And really, it should be confidence in the Lord. Amen. So another alternative, I was going to title this one as confidence that is out of this world because it's not in this world. All right. So with everything, you always start with Google, right? You have to look up the definition of confidence. So as we look up confidence here in Google, we zoom in and uh, the top definition is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something, firm trust. So underneath that line, I really like how they have like a thesaurus line there. Um, There's a lot of similar words to it. So there's trust, which is number one, which I really like. Um, They have belief. They have faith. All of these coincide with your faith and your belief system within yourself, within an external power, so on and so forth. You have the credence. You have a conviction, how you live your life based off of that belief system. You have reliance, and then you have dependence. So with all of these things, what are you depending on today? Where do you find your confidence? Next definition here is the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. As Christians, we know that whenever we wake up and we pray, we always put on, hey Paul, we always put on the armor of God, right? Amen. And we always put on the belt of truth. So we use the belt of truth to ground us, to make us uh, to have a firm foundation before we start our day, because we know what the truth is. If you don't know the truth, then you're probably born into confusion already. All right. And the last definition is really what I wanted to kind of point on as far as worldly confidence. And I'll get into an, into a couple of slides here. But the worldly confidence tells you that confidence is a feeling of a self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities, right? So it's all about self. Man, what can I do? I'm, I'm powerful. I just have to manifest. I have to think about it, and it will manifest for me, right? I don't know. Uh, similar terms right there is self-assurance, self-confidence, self-reliance, and believe in one's self. There's a lot of selves there you've got to watch out for. So I remember whenever I first got started, well, actually, even in middle school, 
In middle school, I had to take an elective, which I don't know why I took it. I could have just gone to PE or something, but I ended up taking theater. Out of all things, theater. That is where I have learned that I have a fear of speaking in front of public. So I was the little shy kid in the back. I was about a year younger than everybody in my class. And so I was also a lot smaller. So I was a little scrawny, shy kid that's in the, like, tucked myself in the back of the class so the teacher wouldn't see me, so the teacher wouldn't call on me for any exercises or anything. And whenever I would hear, all right, Jonathan, my eyes would just bulge. My heart rate would just increase. I would feel like I'm starting to sweat. I would be looking for a trash can, like, where can I, where can I vomit? Where can I vomit? Where can I vomit? And it was just, it was a mess. Right, And I'm sure none of you feel that way in front of public crowds. But, uh, you know, I continued to learn, and I just I couldn't kick this fear, right? And so I continued to research, how do I override this fear, right? And it got to even a point where it's so silly. I watched this video about how you overcome fear, and it's because you care about what other people think about you more than you care about yourself. And so... Um, there was an exercise in that video that I followed and it says like go to the mall and just lay down everybody is going to look at you and think that you're crazy that you're hurt or something but you have to stay there for a minute and you just have to conquer that fear right it's like an exposure therapy so there goes young Jonathan going to the mall and laying down on the floor and I can't tell you I probably made it like 10 seconds but there was like like a bunch of couples saying, like, are you okay? Do you want me to call the cops? Do you want me to call the ambulance? Are you fine? I'm like, yeah, this isn't working out. <laughs> so um, there was a, a TED Talk by a speaker, Amy Cuddy, and she talks about uh, the science behind power poses, power positions. Have you ever heard of that? And these power positions can also influence how you think about yourself. So I was like, okay, let me listen to this one because it's definitely not working whenever I just lay on the ground somewhere. Uh, So she continued with her research, and uh, research showed that whenever humans position themselves in victory or power stances, that they actually increase their testosterone, their testosterone boosts, and their cortisol levels, the hormone that produces stress, decreases. I was like, oh, wow, okay, cool. So you can see some examples of real-life scenarios on the left. You have the wide stance, right? Or you have, like, the winning, right? The, the victory. You raise your arms in victory. We do that in praise. We have the hands-on-the-hip stance, right? The Superman. This is Sunni. Sunni, the boss. And then we have hands-on-the-head, meaning that you're relaxed and that you're ready to take on the world, right? So they tell you to do these things before you get interviewed or... Uh, before a huge conference, so that way you can boost up your tes- testosterone, right? These are little little tricks that the world tries to teach you. This is how you build your confidence. So on the contrary, if there are high, pose, p- high power poses, there are low power poses. So you see that there are shrinking. Um, if, if you're sitting down, then you try to put your hands away where nobody can see them. You tuck them away. You cross your arms. A lot of people say that this is you hugging yourself, trying to soothe yourself in a stressful situation. Um, one arm crossed, the body, and then you have hunching, right? And if you see in that picture on the right, that top one, where I guess the daughter is being scolded or um, 
is she's just being disciplined by her mother, right? You can see that she has her hands kind of clenched here like she's trying to disappear. She's like trying to minimize her surface area like, how do I disappear from this scenario? And then uh, you have the guy at the bottom just for laughs that's crunched up. If there's ever some stressful, uh, you know, situations, you can always curl up into a fetal position. But, you know, what's interesting, um, the science behind that is when you're confident in who you are or what you're doing, you're confident at what's coming at you. You know that you can, you can overcome or address whatever scenario comes at you, right? So on the left side, high powers, they expose all of their vital organs. On the right side, the low power pose, they try to protect because they don't feel safe, right? So that's the science behind it. But on the low power pose, I wanted to add another one for hunching over. So that is somebody on the knees probably begging, right? So my wife, you know, I know that uh, Lou says that the Holy Spirit sounds like he has a Korean accent at his house. Well, mine has a Kenyan accent. And whenever I'm into a situation, my wife says, you know, if you want victory, the place that starts on your knees. I'm like, oh, okay. That's not what the world says. I have to go lay down somewhere, you know. I have to get some, some confidence. So let's bring that up here. It starts with prayer. It starts with hitting your knees, right? The world tells you this is a low power pose. You're bending over. But if you ever know anything about worship, worship, the word for worship is shaka, which means that you're bowed down. You're bowed in reverence to. You're acknowledging that there is a power that's higher than yours that has the capability to do to do the things that you cannot. On the left side, you have the high power pose. Look at me. I'm the king. Yeah, that's me. Look at me. Look at my muscles, right? And the world tells you to fake it till you make it. But on the right side, why don't you just trust the one who created it? God created the heavens and the earth. He's the one that set forth boundaries from water. Who can control water? Not me. I don't have that superpower. The other day I was trying to make chicken for, um, for one of my friends that was coming over. Uh, I had the grill up. I had some, some wood chips Hickory smoked, and I was so excited. I was going to try it out. I don't know anything about grilling, but I was like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. So I threw all the, the chicken on. I should have put the picture here. But um, I called him. I said, hey, you don't need anything. I got you. Just come on over. Bring your appetite. Bring your friends. Bring your girls. We'll, be, we'll have a good time. Then I hung up the phone. About 30 seconds later, um, there was a fire that kind of caught at the bottom pan. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's just going to go out like it always does. And it didn't go out. In fact, that's when I learned. God, help me. That's when I learned about the grease pan. You need to empty it out. (laughs) Duh, right? So I'm just there. I'm like, okay, the fire is about to go out. And then the fire grew and grew and grew. And then it started having black smoke, right? Like, have you ever seen, like, the, the cars on the side of the road that catch fire? And everyone's like, all right, step, like, 50 feet back, right? That's what happened under the canopy of my backyard. And I was like, what have I done? This is a new house. It's, it's going to go up in flames. Yeah. So I, I, I shut, the, I shut the, the grill, and I called my wife. I shut, shut off the, the valves and everything. And I was like, okay. And she knew something was up. She was like, what happened? And, you know, I don't normally get scared, but I was, like, shaking like this, like, you don't want to know. We're going to have to go and order out. 
So anyway, not the, I'm not the controller of fire. In fact, I realize that when I'm out of control, there's, there's a sense of fear that is produced, right? So hit your knees. You know, in, in our faith, here's a verse that kind of switched the way that I thought about this. My mentality about the low power pose, right? Mark eleven twenty three says, and this is Jesus speaking. Uh, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. In other versions, to, to simplify it, some versions say, It shall be done for him. And I, I really, um, I, I heard that it shall be done for him. And I was like, you know what? I just realized that our faith, just because I have this big faith, doesn't mean I'm the one doing it. It's God. God is the one that acts on our behalf. Have you heard that God is the one that fights your battles? Right? So that, sh- that shifted my mentality here. It's not about how powerful, how mighty, how much... You know, memory verses, I know how much, you know, holy thou art, how holy I am, right? It's about God and my relationship with God. So it shall be done for him. So that brings me to my next point. The exalted shall be humbled and the humbled shall be exalted. So you see very quickly that this low power pose becomes your highest power pose. Worshiping the Lord every single day. You, you, You bow before him and you recognize it's not by your power. Who here can control your breath? Who here can give yourself oxygen? Can, you know, distribute nutrients to your body? None of us can. We can learn how to better be better stewards of our body. But, you know, that's why it says that we can plant the seed and we can water it. But it's only God who causes it to grow. So low to high. This is the parallel across the, the Bible. Matthew verse 23 or sorry, Matthew chapter 23, verse 12. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that humbled himself shall be exalted. Exhausted. All right, Matthew 5, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Is this good news to you? It's good news to me. You don't have to be the best and the most mighty, right? You just have to believe. Mark 2 Verse 17, when Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners to repent. Today, if that is your heart, if today, if if you hear God's voice, harden not your heart. He is calling you, and he's calling you to a life that you may not even know of, but he is ready to elevate you. Just Just hear his voice and follow him. Mark 10 Verse 43 and 45, this is whenever the sons of Zebedee go up to Jesus and say, okay, well, we want to sit at your left hand and at your right hand. And the other disciples, the other 10 disciples are like, sons of Zebedee, (laughs) who are they and how can they have the high power, huh? Well, Jesus heard that and he addresses it and says, but so shall it not be among you, but whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever you will be the chiefest, shall be the servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. So this means that if you want to be great, 
Sometimes it means to be low, to, to lead from the bottom, right? To serve and, um, you know, to, to see other people higher than you, right? Because we're all created in God's image, right? So here's another, uh, another slide about confidence in man. What does the Bible say about it? Proverbs 25, verse 19. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. I mean, that sounds painful. (laughs) Psalms 118, verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. All right, this is a long one here. James 4, uh, 13. So this is, go to now, ye, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that uh, that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live. So a lot of people put their faith and their trust in how well they plan. They've done this from A to Z. They've crossed their T's. They dot their I's. And they put their, their faith and their hope in this plan. And they forget that the Lord is the one that is the builder, right? Amen. How does that verse go where it says, unless the builders build in vain, yeah. right? Amen. Amen. So we see confidence in man doesn't work. Confidence in God. Let's see. Isaiah 30, verse 15. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence confidence shall be your strength. You guys want to have that strength to battle every single day? It starts with the quietness and confidence. Proverbs 3, verse 26. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Before I start my day, it's important that I start it on my knees. Amen. It's my grounding, right? You always have to get grounded. And, you know, we call him the Prince of Peace. We call Jesus the cornerstone. He is the first brick that we lay. And then everything else is the reference point, right? All right. So in the Bible, we have a lot of biblical characters. I'm going to ask you guys questions here. Abraham, the father of many nations. Did Abraham spend his life savings on fertility doctors in his old age? When his calling was always to be the father of many nations? I don't think so. Or is it that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the creator of life? And he is able. He can do it. He can take somebody that's 100 years old and make him a father. All right, what about Moses? Was Moses drawn out from among his people because he was naturally a good leader or good speaker? And uh, had the nicest and most powerful magical staff? No. Who gave that staff any power? Yeah, Romans 13, verse 2 says, For there is no power but of God, and the power that uh, that be ordained of God. Meaning that God has full authority, and he creates kings. He gives those kings authority. He gives masters authority over their their, uh, servants. So there's order with God. Joseph, this was funny. Uh, Was Joseph given a high position because he spent his whole life studying how to interpret dreams? Was he, with his uh, coat of many colors in the Bible, you know, researching, how do I interpret dreams? Well, God, or El Roy, 
the one who sees, even declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times, the things that are not yet done. He is the God of Joseph. He is the one that had a relationship with Joseph. Joseph heard of God and heard that God was saying, okay, this is how the dream was interpreted. Speak this to Pharaoh. Daniel. I don't know. I I don't know if I have to read my Bible again, but I didn't see where Daniel was a lion tamer. Was he at the circus? I don't think so. So was Daniel a lion tamer on the side of being a prophet of God? Daniel 6.22 says, My God hath sent his angel and hath shut the, uh, the lion's mouths that they have not hurt me. So he is the one that creates boundaries. He's the one that creates life and tells it how to, you know, how to exist. Elijah. Did the prophet Elijah secretly sneak oil and flour into the house of the widow and the Bible failed to record it? I don't think so. Or is God, Jehovah Jireh, is he the provider and the sustainer? Amen? Gideon. Oh, yeah. Muscles. Was Gideon a mighty warrior before he led his people to victory from the Midianite army? Yes, he was the least. He was a young man from the smallest tribe of Israel. And the angel of the Lord addressed him as mighty man of valor. And that's when his whole mentality slightly shifted to believe, me? Mighty man of valor? I'm just a scrawny young kid from the least, right? But God chose him to display the power of God, right? Through even the smallest, he can display the power of God. He doesn't need the mightiest. He doesn't need the biggest. He just needs a heart willing and able. So today, where is your confidence? Is it in your bank account? Is it in your family? Somebody? It's in Christ. Amen. I love that. All right. So, whereas your confidence, God's plan for us is victory in Jesus. I wanted to tell you guys, each one of you, that you're already victors. And this is a, a little bit more cheesy, but if you think about yourself running a race against hundreds of millions of people, and then you find yourself on the podium winning first place. How would that make you feel? Out of hundreds of millions of people, and you're on first place. Well, that's what happened with uh, procreation. That's what happened with uh, conception, right? You beat out other, other sperm cells, and you made it to the egg, and you are victor. Do you think that God makes a mistake? Do you think he makes a mistake? Spirit of Prophecy Church, does he make a mistake? You're here for a reason. Sometimes whenever I pray, I look at my hands. I'm on my, my face, but sometimes I look at my hands and I say, oh my gosh, these are the same hands from when I was a baby, from when I was Lila's age. These are the same digits, right? The same fingers. And I haven't lost a single one. Out of all of the, I don't know, events that I've been through, every single thing that I've done, yeah, I have scars and stuff, but I have, God has sustained me and my life for a reason. Amen? So, for all of you here at Spirit of Prophecy Church, and for those of you online, despite abortion, despite bullying, despite domestic violence, substance abuse, the increased suicide rates and statistics, the pandemic, the hardships, the gun violence, the volatile economy, you're still here. Amen? Amen. So what do we do about that? Right? 
We praise God. That's, that's exactly right. There's a verse in the Bible that says, I am pressed but not crushed, persecuted not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed, right? So how are we pressed? Well, we know Satan, the evil one, the accuser of the brethren, will use your past to depress you. He'll use the future, all of the worries in the world. Where are you going to get the money? How are you going to do it? Do they like you? Are you going to survive in this position? Well, what about, what is your family going to say? Have you thought about these things? He uses your future to oppress you. Fear, worry, doubt, right? And that takes away from the present time. Anything in the past, anything in the future has not yet happened. So why worry? Jesus says, do not worry for which one of you that worry add even a single minute to your life. So what do we do? We express, and this is not an ad for express for men or anything, but we express our gratitude, we express our praise on our knees today. We find our confidence in the Lord, and that is where everything begins. So today we shame the devil for all the things that have, have happened in the past, the things that may happen. It doesn't matter. Because what I say is, it's not who you are, but it's whose you are. Amen. You bear the image of God. Amen? Amen? And you walk with his power. So as long as the word of God is implanted in you. This morning I said, thank you, God. I did nothing. And I gained everything because of you. The, the blood of Jesus, you have, you have shed your blood on the cross. And you have said, it is finished. So what, what am I worrying about today? What is left for today for me? Well, this world. Now what? Right? He says, go. Go into the world. Subdue it. Fill the earth. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to fill the earth with Christians. We're going to subdue it. And we're going to take dominion over all things. Because all dominion is his anyway. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And so whenever we worship and we bow down, we're just acknowledging that truth. So whenever we start our day, that belt of truth, that's part of it. We worship. We worship to position ourselves for the day. So we express today, in God, we trust. That slogan has been long lost in America. So we have this opportunity and privilege um, and responsibility to go and influence those that are around us with the word of God, with our love, that, that abounds much more because we know that God has loved us. When we were sinners, Christ died for us. So we can even do that for others, right? We can love somebody that we can lay our life down for our brother. There is nothing better than that. So I hope that this was an encouraging, uh, encouraging word about confidence. Uh, don't do what I did and go to a mall. Don't lay down and, and act like that's going to fix your problems because it certainly didn't fix mine. But what did fix mine is my mentality being transformed by the renewing of my mind because of the word of God. He is the one that gave me any type of courage, any type of life, any type of meaning. So I praise God today and I hope that you guys can too and you can find him in these trying times. Because these trying times are not because he wants to punish us in any way, but they're to build us up and show his power. Amen. Amen. So God bless. And Pastor Stan is right here. You're not done. So I got some questions for you. Yes, sir. So I think I know the answer, but I want you to answer. 
You have a prayer closet? I do. Tell me about it. My prayer closet is about six foot by four foot, which is a little cozy nook, but it has my Bible. It has a golden bells, which my wife and I try to use often, as often as we're together. Um, but it's an intimate place, and it's a place where I just have to go, and that's where I find my confidence. And how often do you go there? Every single day. Hopefully, like Daniel, I try to do you know morning and afternoon and evening, but definitely morning and night. And what do you do there? I worship. I worship the Lord. I worship. Sometimes I'll lay my... Uh, my asks and requests before him, but it's about written? worship. Written or just verbal? Written on my heart. Verbal. Verbal. verbal okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Roughly how long are you in there? I, well, <clears throat> I would like to be in there longer, but I have children, and sometimes they will need my attention, so I wait until I get a, a quiet time or a nap, but it's generally about 15 minutes, and then it'll it'll be up there yeah, around 15 minutes. And that was my next question. Is this what time of the day? So in the morning, whenever I put the girls, or before the girls wake up, and at night when the girls fall asleep. So you time. do it twice a day? Yeah. Try at to. Least, yes. Yeah, at least, at least twice at a le- day. Yes, yes. Good for you. Okay, and how has it helped? Well, like I said, it grounds me. So when I, internally, when I freak out, I, uh, I, I wrestle with my thoughts in my mind. I'm just like, okay here's what I'm battling with and I just lay it all out and then I remember who I'm talking to and and I, I feel a sense of peace Good. that was my next question yeah. so what do you feel in the present what do you I'm, I'm trying to answer it okay sure. what do you feel in the prayer what do you feel in the prayer closet what do you want to know <laughs> <laughs> so I feel a sense of peace right so um, whenever I give everything to the Lord what that looks like for me is I'm acknowledging that his ways are higher than mine. His thoughts are higher than mine. If you read in the book of Job, right? How does he respond to Job's questions? With more questions, right? He says, well, have you done this? Can you command such and such? Do you know Leviathan? Do you, are you able to command his, his uh, footsteps and whatnot? So I realize that this world is grander than what I can even imagine. And I just let, you know, I, I leave it at the feet of Christ. And I allow him to be my Lord and Savior. Okay. That was my next question. So how often and when do you read the Bible? Well, I read the Bible in the prayer closet sometimes. Uh, usually it'll be a devotion in the morning. Um, but usually during the week weekends, I'll be able to hit it hard. How long? Again... My my children are, are the bosses sometimes. They they tell me, Daddy, Daddy. And so I'll know that I can put a pause to the story. But I, uh, whenever I can, it's I don't really put a time on it. I just put, you know, whenever I feel that I have received a word of God, then, then I know that I've eaten of it. Okay, so what's your call in life? My call in life is to win souls. Has he spoken to you about some things you're going to be doing? Not yet. He will. He will. Sounds like you're still in the early phases. Hate to say that. I'm in the early phases of some things too. But as we start getting closer to him, he'll start speaking to us more and then guiding and directing us. 
I think he's spoken to my heart some things for you, but I'm not going to release it yet. Amen. <laughs> um, and how about your relationship with Kate, your wife? Has that changed since the prayer closet started? Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, the illustration of a triangle where, I'm sure you guys know about marriage, where there's a triangle and there's a man and a woman and God. And the closer the two become to God, the closer they are to each other. So I think the most intimate thing that we can do is pray with one another and praise and worship together because that is the best feeling ever. You, when you, you praise with a spouse or somebody, I believe that God honors that and blesses that that union and so I think that's just one of my favorite things to do with Kate. She's a she's she's a prayer warrior. I I have so many things to say about her, but um, she's a worship leader at our house, and we just grow together. We grow closer. Well, that was my next question. You're leading right into it. So, who's closer to God, you or Kate? <sighs> that's a hard one. Yeah, I don't want to admit this one, but I think it's Kate. <laughs> oh, I w- I would tell you it's Leslie. Yeah. Leslie in my house. Yeah. Who reads the Bible more? Uh, well, it's give and take. I read the Bible, but she does a lot of audio. So she'll listen to the Bible constantly when she's cleaning teeth. So as far as the intake, <clears throat> maybe her. Uh, she cleans more than just her own teeth. Okay, so. She's a dental hygienist. <laughs> it's yes. not just why she's flossing or brushing or something. Uh Okay, so did you prepare this PowerPoint? I sure did. You didn't download it someplace? No, I didn't. How'd you learn to do all of those fancy things that I don't know how to do? I think it was just a... Did you read the instructions? No, 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 no. Okay. I I think I had a competitive spirit a little bit whenever I was starting out in my, you know, early career, and I would see how other people would present, and I see that uh, visuals add to your message. And so I was intrigued with that and, and how much it adds or it adds to the effectiveness of your message. You went through Leslie's Train the Prophets. I did. And? You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Okay, so how did it help? So? He didn't know this was all coming. No, I didn't. I would have gotten a seat. So the School, <laughs> the school of Prophets, as I've mentioned before, is like a training or like a dojo to any warrior. And I believe that the School of Prophets really helped me to ground myself in the fundamentals of Christianity, not necessarily thinking highly of myself, but recognizing who Christ is in me and how he can use me as a utensil of his to further his kingdom and further his purpose. So the various exercises we went through helped me unlock some of the things I didn't even know I was good at. You know, like, so you found more skills within yourself. I sure did. Did you develop them, or did you discover them, or did God place them? Or all three? That's all A, three. B, C, D, or all E, three. E, all of the above? D, D is all the above. <laughs> yeah, all the above. What's the biggest thing you gained out of training the prophets? Confidence? Yes, confidence. <laughs> I was going to say confidence, but it's not perfect. Um, definitely confidence. Um, that's a good question. Ability, uh, ability <clears throat> camaraderie, boldness. boldness, 
Now, this is what you, he will never be short on another message. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, so this is what he gets if he's short on a message. So now the, a little bit more tough questions on a personal note. So how do you and Kate get along? Fabulous. That's what I thought I'd get. Yeah. Okay, now what's the center of your marriage? The center of my marriage is Jesus. Amen. I knew those would be his answers. Mm-hmm. Can you tell his walk with the Lord? From the way he's talking, yeah. a person can't make this stuff up. He's not. He's on a platform before his congregation. He's not going to sit there and lie. Say it. Say, it, Bill. He says, "I can see it on you." <clears throat> there it is. <laughs> What's the biggest thing the prayer closet has done for you? It's for me. It's it's vision. Um, I realize, for me, I use the verse, Jesus is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So sometimes, whenever I go in my prayer closet, it's something, most of the time it's about complaints. But, you know, complaints, complaints about, you know, the world and how it's going and how I'm out of control and Lord help me. But that's whenever I hit my knees. Okay. Right. And that's why I say that he's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Because I realize if you put a lamp at your feet, you can only see so far in front of you. And that's the light that's showing me, like, just little bit, little bit by little, I can continue to go with him, but I have my confidence in him. So what's the biggest thing you got out of your prayer closet? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get by that one. Uh, a bigger relationship with Jesus. Yeah. So what's the bigger relationship with Jesus? Okay. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead. I've been an interviewer for a long time, okay, as you can tell. (laughs) Well, at this point, I think I'm going to go to the mall and lay down somewhere. (laughs) Um, What what did my relationship with Jesus bring? What's the biggest thing it's done in terms of changing you? I mean, it's transformed me, really. There you go. Now, I know, see, I know the answers before I'm asking the questions. Okay, go ahead. So it transformed you. How? How, how did it transform me? Well, you can talk to any it of my closest. It changes you. It changes me. How did it change you? My mind, how I think about things, how I react and respond to people, to addressing certain situations around me. I don't understand. So you're saying getting on your knees twice a day, Worshiping God changes you? Yes. yes. <laughs> How? How specifically has it changed you? I feel like I've said. <laughs> no, you haven't <laughs> okay. said. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> has me. he said? You want to know more, right? You have a specific incident of how I would have reacted this way, but this time I reacted that oh, way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. I mean, there's, okay, for an instance, there's a time where. Just the word He'll of God. never be late again. <laughs> never. Early, early, early. Yeah, early again, excuse me. Selfless. Yes. Being selfless, of course. Um, whenever I talk to people, uh, and if ever I feel that a certain emotion inside of me right. is rising, there you go. sometimes I have to acknowledge, okay, is this mine, or is, or, or how do I respond? Jesus is my Lord, and they see that. And so it's important for me to respond in an appropriate way. Okay, have you ever dropped to your knees 
And immediately the Lord brought something to your heart yes. that you did that day that was not right? All the time. All the time. You know why I can ask these questions? It happens to you. What was it? <laughs> I won't make you answer that one. <laughs> I was going to ask you, how long do you have? <laughs> okay. So, do you find yourself getting corrected in the prayer closet? Yes. I do. Often? More often than not, yes. It's almost like, I'm answering now, am I doing anything right? Right? Yeah, right. It's kind of like with your wife. Am I doing anything, when, when you have a prophet for a wife that's also have a judge's anointing, you know... Thrice I did right, and that I hear never. Once I did wrong, and that I hear ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to come up there with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I need to come up here with you guys. There's space for all the men. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you something that I've seen change in you. I've seen a more mature, a more humble a more God-seeking man. I see more of the world falling off and becoming a distant past. And I see you pressing hard towards the mark. I see you pressing hard toward God and saying, I'll do, you said, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. Yes. See, I serve the same God. Okay, here's the way it works. All right, so... I'll go where you tell me to go. I'll say what you tell me to say, even to the death. Amen. Yes. You said that's, that. That's correct. Kate is my witness. <clears throat> we have three minutes left. Does someone have a question? Is there, I mean, is, the, is your prayer closet empty except for all the things you need to answer your prayer? Or is there like, like is it like what? Closed? No. Okay, no. the question was, is your prayer closet empty, or she's asking, what is in your prayer closet? Well, we, Kate and I are blessed. We moved into a home where it has a, an additional closet inside oh, of the closet. Oh, you got you blessed? Oh, yeah. Was so, this from the prayer closet? It certainly was. We have a Kate, little compartment. Kate, was it from the prayer closet? So that's a good question. We have a room. That so it's it's a closet. You walk into our closet. It's a walk-in closet, and then a little bit beyond that is a, a tiny room that's underneath the stairs that's used for like, I guess, additional storage. But Kate and I looked at each other and was like, "Yeah, that's prayer our prayer closet." closet. <laughs> so so for us, it doesn't have any clothes. It has um, you know wishes like like um, prayer requests like a list. It'll have um, you know the golden bells like I mentioned, which is just hymns. I'm trying to learn hymns rather than, you know, different songs. Um, it also has a Bible and a, um, a blanket in there. How tall is it? How tall is it? I, I assume it's about six foot. Kind of like this because yes. it's under the stairs, it's, right? It's about, uh, it's highest two foot, place maybe foot. about <laughs> six and a half all the way down to four feet. But, yeah, it's good enough to kneel in. Yeah. And, uh, does Kate know when you're in there? She does. 
Does Kate go in there sometimes too? Oh yeah. Actually, so, she goes. She, do you have to reserve times? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she. So with worship, uh, I find her at the window usually. What would you say is the source of your strength? God. And why is that source? As I mentioned, I have no control over my body. I have no control over it growing. I can be a steward of it, but it's God that causes it to grow. So and he causes it to grow because of the prayer closet? <laughs> because of the prayer closet, yes. There you go. <clears throat> Thanks for helping me. Is there anything else you want to say? Is there a question I didn't ask? I don't think there's a question you didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I just say find your confidence starting in your prayer closet. How do you do? Thank you, sir. Thank you. And we're going to a break. So welcome to Spirit of Prophecy Church. We're so glad that you're joining us online and also everyone that's here. It's been very, very hot here in Texas, but it's almost over. So (laughs) praise the Lord. So those of you that are coming to Stan's birthday party next Saturday, how many of you have your 70s theme outfit to wear? Oh, well, a few. You do? It, okay, because you know Leslie, she always gives out prizes for the best dressed, you know? So, you have one? Well, thanks to your mom, you have one. Well, you know, I mean, you, you don't have to, but it'll be a lot more fun if we come dressed 70s style, you know? Like you and Afro would be really cute. <laughs> No, right. Anyway, so we're going to have a great time. Um, for those that are coming, it's at 5 p.m. next Saturday. So looking forward to having you come. I think everybody's coming, right? Except for the huntsman. I know you all said you can't now, right? Oh, we're going to miss you. We're going to really miss you. And Priscilla, you cannot, right? Maybe? Maybe not? Yes? Willie? Yeah? I was going to say Priscilla. I'm sorry. I was thinking of Priscilla. That's why it came out like that. Gloria. Because Priscilla, if you're watching, hello. I was just thinking about you. I'm not kidding. So <laughs> I pray for you. And I pray that, you know, you have some complete healing and, and just peace. And, and that's what I just wanted to say to you this morning. Anyway, Gloria. So Gloria and Willie, are you going to be able to come or you don't know yet? Pray not? Okay. Bill? Okay. I hope so. So the more, the merrier. It's going to be a great party. Um, I've been working several weeks every day on this thing, so you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a wonderful time. All right, so if you could take this for me. Stan's going to be there, he says. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Stan's even been helping me. It's been amazing. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and hand out the uh, September schedule. Now, next Sunday, there's going to be only one service at 10.30, but I would like for you to arrive at 10. So arrive at 10 next Sunday because there's only one service. And we do. We will probably have some guests, so please make them feel welcome. Uh, please, church members, if you would. So that's next Sunday. Show up at 10. We'll have one service starting at 10.30. Uh, Bible study, how many of you are joining Stan on, the, on watching the, the Bible study? Is there anybody that's watching it? Okay, a few of you. So, so please, please start. 
you know, used to, you know, there are four, five, eight people that came. That doesn't mean just because you're not coming here to the church, you know, you, you still want to go on and, you know, you can always go back and watch it later, but um, you do want to start watching it every Friday night, 6.30 to 8 p.m. You can get on the YouTube channel, um, Facebook, watch up Facebook. YouTube, Rumble. Facebook, Rumble. So there's a lot of different ways to go and, and, and be a part of this. Um, you even have somebody from Sweden, you said, joining? In Denmark, several Denmark. Yeah. So if they can join, somebody from Plano, Texas, or Allen, Texas, or anywhere in Texas can, right? <laughs> so I encourage you to do that. Uh, intercession will be on September the 21st. So uh, speaking of intercession... Yes. Kate, I'm going to share a testimony first, and then I'm going to share about this past Thursday. Um, I Three years ago, after I had my first baby, um, your body changes so much. I just remember looking at my foot, and I saw a bump, like a bony bump. It was round. I was like, what is this? So I looked it up, and it said bone spar, bone spar, yeah? And didn't think anything of it. Years down the road, just a couple of weeks ago, I'm sleeping and I had a dream. In the dream, I was told, feel for the bone spar. And I felt for it in the dream and it wasn't there. <laughs> so I, it was a Saturday into Sunday. We came to church on Sunday morning. Then we went to Walmart. And while I was at Walmart, I was like, by the way, somebody told me to check for the bone spar. Let me see if it's there. It wasn't there. Oh, praise the Lord. Give the Lord praise. I was like, praise the Lord. He's still doing the supernatural. He's, we can still walk in the supernatural. So this past Thursday, we had a intercessory prayers. We had a wonderful time. Is that right? We had a wonderful time. So I encourage you to join us. That's how we get the power to heal, the power to change our situations. Amen. Amen. So join us again next month, September 21st. It's going to be Thursday from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. And this is a sign-up sheet. You can put your name, your email, and your phone number. And God bless you. Thank you very much. So go ahead and hand it to you. I'll let you go ahead and talk about All right. So. The other half, not the okay. not the pretty half. Here, here, she's the, she's the pretty half, so we'll just say the other half, right? The beauty and the beast here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Okay, so men, I need you to shout out uh, "Amen" because I want to hear how many men are here. Say "Amen." amen. Oh, that was good. Say amen. "Amen." There you go. That's what I like to hear. So we are going to have a men's breakfast. So men's gathering and prayer and breakfast meeting. So that's going to be Saturday, September 9th at 9.30, and I'm a little worried because I don't see any phones popping up to put this in your calendar. <laughs> so, again, it's Saturday, September 9th at 9.30 a.m. Uh, we're going to be meeting at Pastor Jan, uh, Pastor Jens, Pastor Stan Johnson's, and um, so we're going to have breakfast there, so um, I'll just read it. Uh, well, and leadership team is going to be making and serving the breakfast. All right, so That's we hear... And Jonathan and Stan. <laughs> so Stan, Lou, and Jonathan will be there to serve you, and we'll be happy. So come on down. There will be no women allowed. So I know that you ladies are wanting to join, but no, I'm sorry. We, we're going to have the men's today. And, and the, no, since there's no women allowed, we don't have to cook. <laughs> so men get to order out yeah all right so then also we're going to swim and fellowship so it's going to be a great time we'd love to see you there plug it in september 9th at 9 30 a.m
All right, thank you very much. So really, he, he was serious about putting it in your phone so you get your reminder. Or ladies that know these men, remind them, okay? That's your opportunity. That's all, Yes, you will have a... You'll, yeah, you will have an automatic reminder from me. But uh, I just want you to know that, uh, ladies, this is your opportunity to take going out the door. Go on. <laughs> Freedom. All right. All right, so um, that's the intercessions Thursday, September the 21st. Honduras meeting after church for those of us that are going to uh, uh, September the 3rd. Uh, make sure that you do that and bring a side dish. On um, and the men, if you'd like to stay after the the, the gathering, the prayer meeting, and the uh, you can just relax, swim, have a good time. All right, training and equipping level one. You you must sign up, and it is going to be it's the the, the donation is I asked for is seventy five dollars. You get a manual and a book. Uh, you can have several months to pay for it. I don't care. I'll give that to you since you're here. Those of you that are watching online. Go to prophecyclub.com or traintheprophets.com. Sign up for it if you're interested in being uh, trained on level one. Um, those of you that are watching online, I'm asking, I'm charging or saying, asking for a donation of a hundred. Uh, if you're here, my church, quick, my intermediate church members here was it's going to be for seventy-five. And uh, again, you, you know, those of you that are here in this church, you can take your time. We, I will offer Zoom. Um, for those of you that just cannot get here to Plano, Texas, if you're in the area, it's best, right, people? It's best if you come. Say amen real loud for those of you that were. <laughs> that was amen. It's best if you can come physically. Amen. <laughs> uh, because you get a lot more, but I, I mean, we still will get, gain a lot just by doing the Zoom. Matter of fact, our overall. Uh, participant was from actually South Africa, Zoomed in every month, and she won the overall. So, you know, hey, there you go. Uh, the church schedule is here and anything else. Okay, so you can hand those to your mom so she can send hand them out there. And also training and equipping. I know, I, I feel like I've sent this around, but it has level one and level two. What? All right, so level two is those that have already graduated with me. And level one is if, again, even if you've told me, please sign up again, your name, your email, your phone number, because I will be sending out after I get through Stan's birthday on what to expect. All right, she can hand that to you, Mom. All right, let's see what you got here. Uh, this is uh, to sign up to do praying and fasting for those of us that are going to Honduras October the 5th through the 16th. Please pick a day, several days while we're gone. Uh, that that that'll be the day that you'll choose to pray and fast for us. So we want every day covered. So we want to do that. So if you can hand that to her, hand around. And then also, this is our fellowship time, fellowship donuts or whatever you'd like to bring. Anyway, so thank you, Lord. Thank you. Well, let's stand up. Let's get our service going. And then I'd like for all. After we do that, I'd like for all the um, parents with children that are going to school to come up, bring your child, so we as leaders can pray for you, okay? Pray for the children. Stand up, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. This beautiful day in Plano, Texas, we thank you that we have come here to praise and worship you. And Lord, you know... 
there's so much that's going on in the world. Even I'm going to ask for the, the group and also those that are watching online, pray for Pakistan Christians. They're really being attacked right now. Churches are being burned. Uh, houses are being burned. Um, many are being abused, harassed, killed, slaughtered. There's so much going on with the Christians in Pakistan, especially Philosophod. So please, Lord, we just ask for your protection over them in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Also, Lord, we just pray for Maui, for those that have lost their lives and the loved ones and the, and that the historical town that was burned, Lahaina. We just ask for your hand to be on, upon them and that these people would just fall on their knees to pray and worship you and seek you during this time. And, Lord, if there's any of us among this congregation or that are watching online that just need a touch from you because they're they're needing healing we ask that you heal them right now in jesus name we thank you for it for you're the great physician lord we just trust in you we have confidence in you just like you know pastor jonathan was speaking on the 9 30 service have confidence in him not in man we have confidence in you lord and lord we thank you we give you praise honor and glory in Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, parents, if you will come up here to the front, leadership, if you will come up to the, the stage, Jonathan, Kate, Lucy, Stan. And so let's pray for these children that are going to school. So if you could just make it just... All right, come on up here if you have children. Bring all the children, please. Jessica, come on up here. <laughs> Can't see all your beautiful faces because I'm sitting here. Got it? No, I'm just having the, the pastors up here, Enie. Enie, I'm just having the pastors up here. So anyway, we want to pray for these children that are about to go off to school. Um, they, I know that the curriculums are changing. Parents, please, please, please make note of what your children are learning. Please take interest in it. Have confidence in it that you can see what they're teaching. And if there's a problem, you need to have a voice. And for the, those of you that are watching online, again, it's like we can't be silent anymore. We have to speak what is going on. No CRT. We have to no say. CG. We have to say this is not what I want my child to learn. And it is up to you, parents, especially if you're going to keep them in public school, it's up to you to make a difference and instill in your children the right teachings of the Word of God because they are going to be influenced const- constantly for the rest of their lives in, in university, when they get to universities, etc., on changing their mindset, changing their attitude making them feel like TG is the best thing that's ever happened to this world. All these things that are they're trying to make a change. I mean, I, already, I have a nephew 
that is, they're saying, oh, it's so wonderful because they're trying, it's the worst thing that can happen. He wasn't, didn't used to be that way, but he went off to a, a university that was very liberal, and that's what they did. Four years later, kids aren't even the same. So I'm just saying that we, we do need to make sure that we have a voice because they are trying to silence us, and we just can't be compromising anymore. We don't have to agree. I mean, they don't agree with us. We don't have to agree with them. And we need to let our children know to be confident in what's going on. Amen? Amen. 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 All right, let's, let's Amen. pray. Okay. Let me start. Mm-hmm. Dear Heavenly Father, we first of all plead the blood of Jesus over all of our children here on stage and those that are not here on stage. And we ask for you to put your ministering, protecting guardian angels all around them. And that you would guard their, their spirits, their soul, their body, and their mind from all the evil that is out there. We ask that you would raise them up in the admonition of your uh, laws and you, and that the devil would not get a hold of them, not get seed in their heart. Instead, that they would give their whole life and their heart to you, Lord. We ask you to also give them godly teachers, teaching godly information, you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic, and let them come in here to learn about you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. And Lord, we just ask right now that you protect them. Protect their minds from the evil one. Lord, we just ask also that you give just wisdom that comes only from you to the parents. Let them have eyes to see, ears to hear, to know what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, and also to know what the enemy is doing. Lord, help them to have these dreams and visions and dreams of what the enemy is trying to do so they can cancel the plans and attacks of the enemy upon their children's lives and upon their families' lives and upon the minds of the children. And, Lord, we just, cause, we just call out to you that there is no confusion in the minds of these children right now in Jesus' name. For they have the mind of Christ, we declare, and we decree the mind of Christ over them. Lord, that they're the head, not the tail. That they're the leaders, not the followers, Lord. They are the leaders, L-E-A-D-E-R-S, leaders, not the followers. Children, every one of you, look at me. All of you are leaders. Say, I'm a leader. Children, every one of you say, I'm a leader. One, two, three. I am a leader. Scarlett, everybody look at me. Look at me. One, two, three. I am a leader. Say, Enzo. He did? Okay, good. I am a leader. You're not a follower. Followers get in trouble. Right? Followers fall down. You cannot be lift up anybody if you're a follower. You're confident. Say, I'm confident. I'm confident. Oh, that was not very good. I am bold. Let's try this again. Come on, my leaders, help me here. How are they supposed to say bold? I am bold. All right, help me on congregation. I am bold. Right? They are bold before the Lord. Bold before the Lord. Lord, we cancel right now in the name of Jesus CRT. any bullying. We cancel we, CRT. Honey, we cancel just a, just TG. Just a minute. Let me, you're you're messing me up here. We cancel in the name of Jesus any bullying upon these children of God right now. Amen. We say you are not welcome. We say in the name of Jesus, you get thee behind me, Satan, right now. Go in Jesus' name. You will not 
you will not infiltrate into these children's lives or into the family's lives. Jesus name, amen. In the name of Jesus, no cyberbullying, no bullying at all in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the critical race theory, canceled in Jesus' name. Amen. Woke, canceled in Jesus' name. TG thoughts, canceled in Jesus' name. And everything else that the enemy is trying to pour out into these children's hearts and minds and souls, we cancel them right now in Jesus' name. These children may be small in number, but they're mighty in the power of God. Come on, church. They're mighty in the power of God. Mighty. I want to hear, well done, children. I want to hear it. You will be victorious. Say, I am victorious. Raise your hand. My children, all the children up here, raise your right hand. Raise your right hand. With confidence. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I am victorious. I'm victorious. I will be a leader. I will be a leader. I'm confident. I'm confident. I'm bold. I'm bold. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. And the lies of the enemy. I will not receive. I will not receive. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Did everybody say in Jesus' name? In Jesus' name, seal it, seal the deal. Amen? Amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So parents, it's up to you. It's up to you. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Thank you so much. So nice to see all these children. Did you want to say something? Okay. All right. Is it time for... Okay. And now, you smiling, happy people online and in the church, it's time for offering. And the first offering is for Spirit of Prophecy Church. So, come forward. It goes into the, the purple offering. Which one is it? This one? God is not mocked. You reap what you sow. So a little, get a little. So a lot, get a lot. And remember, you cannot outgive the Lord because He is a loving, giving God over and above. Online, too, I believe you can scroll down and there's a donate button there. You can donate and support Spirit of Prophecy Church. We need your support for training and equipping and building up with the saints. So don't forget us, even though you're not physically here in this building. Now, do we want to take this one right now immediately? Okay, we're going to switch out the basket. This is for the Honduras meeting coming up on October 5th through the 12th. There's 13 of us going. And we have almost everything we need, but we're, I think within the next two, three weeks, we'll probably have it all. But how much more do we need? Um, about six or 7,000. We need. That we need. Over and above, uh, if we don't use it there, we'll be going to Cambodia or Pakistan or some other wonderful place where they need the gospel. So this is for Honduras. 
And one more thing, we need, uh, we're supporting a few Honduran children at one particular church, and uh, it's $95 a month. Tony has, uh, I believe, 40. Now we need 50 more dollars for September. That is separate. Yeah, just uh, 100 even every month, or two people want to partner, uh, 50 and 50, whatever. Well, he says 50, but actually we need 55 because there's, there's two people right there. So see Tony after service, and uh, he's in charge of that. So thank you for these offerings. Let's, uh, Brandon, you want to come and pray with me? Who wants to come and pray with me? Jonathan? Jonathan, he's MIA. Come on. Lord, thank you. Thank you. What a giving church and online too. Bless them back. 30, 60, 100 fold. As they sowed, so shall they reap. Let it be so. Let the windows of heaven open up and pour out the former rain and the latter rain for the harvest uh, of souls that is going to be coming in. Lord, we ask that you um, approve this and receive it with gladness and joy because it was given with gladness and joy. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to give back. What a privilege it is to be a son or a daughter of yours. May this test of giving be multiplied. May it prove to you as monetarily it is the least of all things that we show you how how much of a priority you are in our lives. And we do that, first of all, by prayer, supplication in the, in the uh, prayer closet. But we give back unto you as well. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity. And we do receive what you bestow upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, now it's time to spread out. Clap your hands, stomp your feet, make a lot of noise. We're going to praise our God, amen, because he is worthy and worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, Lord, you deserve every bit of it. We are going to honor you and give you the glory and give you the praise. We give over our troubles and we turn them over to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I declare right now that there is joy in the name of Jesus. Come on, there is joy. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There is joy in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Lord, you are worthy. Come on, we're going to give the battle belongs to him. We're going to turn all our worries and lay them down at his feet. In the name of precious blood of Jesus. When all I see is the battle, you see my victory. When all I see is a mountain, you see a mountain move. When as I walk through the shadows, your love surrounds me. 
it does, Lord. There's nothing to fear now, for I am safe with you. So when I find, I will find on my knees, with my head lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And if you are for me, then who can be against me? For Jesus, there's nothing impossible for you. When, when I see all the ashes, you see the beauty. belongs to you every fear I lay at your feet I sing through the night oh God the battle belongs to you hallelujah Lord almighty fortress you go before us nothing can stand against the power of our God you shine in the shadow, you win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. An almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow, you win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. An almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow, you win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. Nothing can stand against the power so when I fight. I will fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Every fear I lay at your feet. I'll see through the night. Oh, come on, the battle belongs to you. Oh God. The battle belongs to you. Lord, we turn everything over to you. We lay, we're trading in our sorrows. We're trading it all in for joy in the name of precious blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, prayer warriors. We're going to be praising them on the front line. If we can't do it now, how do we expect to do it later when times get rough? 
This is the time where we pour out and we get closer to him with our praise. Hallelujah. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder? Who leaves us breathless in awe and wonder? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Yes, He does. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You lay down your I sing for all that you've done for me. Hallelujah. Who brings our chaos back into order? Who makes the orphans a son and daughter? The King of glory, the King of glory. Who rules the nations with truth and justice Shines like the sun in all of its brilliance The King of glory, the King above all kings Come on, This is amazing grace This is unfailing love That you would take my place you would bear my cross. You laid down your life that I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was saved. And worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb that was saved. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb that was saved. Worthy. Worthy, worthy is amazing grace. This is unfailing love that you would take my place, that you would bear my cross. You laid down your life that I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for 
say something here. Amen. Before we sing this next song in the name of Jesus. Just pause Hallelujah. 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 I, I can't let this just go on without me just saying something right now. And actually this song will be very fitting for what I have to say to the church. I speak to you church. I speak in a prophet of God in the name of Jesus. I speak to you. You're out of order in the name of Jesus. I call the churches back in order right now in Jesus name. And I say you will be exposed for all of you that are out of order right now in Jesus' name. I call back the Ten Commandments into the church. I call back the statues of God in the church. I call it back in right now in Jesus' name. And for all of you, all of you churches that will not comply, I cancel your assignment right now because you are not of God. I cancel you right now in Jesus' name. And I say, get thee behind thee. Go in Jesus' name. We will see empty church buildings. We'll see empty church buildings. We'll see the evil of these church leaders be exposed because they are not following the statutes and commandments of God. It is time now, just like this next song, to draw that line in the sand. Draw the line. Church believers, I call you to draw that line and hold your leaders accountable, accountable to follow the rules of God. To follow his statues, his word, not be compromising anymore in Jesus' name. It's time now for the church to rise up and have that voice. And I say, you have a voice, you must speak it. You must speak it. And you must, in the name of Jesus, in your prayer warrior time, to cancel the plans and attacks of the enemy. You must do it. You must do it. You, church leaders, you, believers, you must do it. You must cancel it. Don't be afraid of the government. Don't be afraid of those leaders that might come in and shut you down. If you're doing the right thing, God will lift you up. God will hold you up. Nothing will come near thee. Nothing will come nigh thee. Nothing will be, be knocked down because you will be doing what the Word of God says. I speak to you, church leaders. That's who I'm speaking to. The church leaders... If you're not following the rules of God, if you're not following his word, if you're not following the statutes of God, if you're not following the Ten Commandments of God, at the very least, you must go. You must go. Give it up. Give it up. No more paycheck for you in the name of Jesus. No more paycheck. Go. And Lord, I give you praise and I say thank you for exposing the enemy. Thank you for exposing the churches that are not doing it right. Thank you for those that are, that are compromising are going to be exposed. And thank you for lifting up and building up those that are not compromising. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, all the churches that are watching online, all the church members here, we say hallelujah, amen, amen, amen. Let's do it again and seal the deal. Three times. Amen. 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 To God be the glory. Amen.
All right, prayer warriors. This is a time for us to praise his great and mighty name because we are the worshipers. We are the ones standing on that front line. And Father, I see that you are drawing a line in the sand and I want to be standing on your side holding your hand so that your kingdom come. Let it live in me. This is my prayer. This is my plea. Father, I see that you are drawing a line in the sand, and I want to be standing on your side, holding your hand. So let your kingdom come. Let it live in me. This is my prayer. This is my plea. Let the worshipers arise. Let the sons and the daughters sing. I'm surrendering my own. I surrender to the Daughters, see, I'm surrendering my all. I surrender to the key. And Father, I hear it growing louder. The song of your redeemed. As the saints of every nation are awakening to sing, and from our hearts there comes an anthem. Oh, hear the heavens ring! This is our song, a song to the King. Let the worshipers arise. Let the sons and the daughters sing. the worshippers arise, let the sons and the daughters sing, oh, sing. I surrender in my Lord, we surrender, I surrender to the King, my Lord, let the worshippers arise. Let the sons and the daughters sing. I surrender in my own. I surrender to the King. Let the worshippers arise. Let the sons and the daughters sing. 
So Pastor Shane, come on here. So Marty and Doug, come on up here. Uh, so you may be seated, by the way. Uh, so Doug went through my training class. We just graduated a year ago. And uh, I've been working with him actually privately um, just on, he wanted to work on just his prophetic voice, his given prophecies. And so um, we, the same thing just happens where he gets a dream, vision, and uh, he has a word for you, Marty, and actually so do I. So, Marty, I saw a road as far as the eye could see. It started from a very wide road, and it went, and on it, it went to become a very narrow, coming to the point at the end. On both sides of the road were dead plants, and in the center of the road was a lane separator painted on the road. When you started down the path, you saw people you knew outside the path, and you knew that they were on the path to destruction. So in Philippians 2.12, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. As you look forward and travel on that path, you notice that the path is getting narrow and narrower. So in Matthew 7.13 and 14, Enter ye in the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go, which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. And the path that you are on, I really feel, is the path to life. Amen. That ministered to you, Marty? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Well, when I, you were down here and we grabbed hands, um, so quickly through the quick vision, the Lord showed me that you were just on your knees and um, that you were, it, there's especially times of the past, and I know that, but also just even recent, there's times that you've just cried out to God and just saying, like, you, it's like there was a, a big light inside of you, but it kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And so you were just crying out, God, I need you. I need that peace. I need that just your light just to come back and fill me back with that joy that I had from, from the past because you're a very joyful person. And the, the enemy tried to come in and just uh, just sweep it all away, take it all away. But the Lord is saying, I'm restoring more and more and more, filling you up, filling you up, filling you up, filling you up. So that light is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so then I saw you as a teacher you were like turning around on the, like the blackboard and, and right on it with chalk, and you were you were uh, teaching. And you're actually going to be one of these teachers that's not boring. Praise God, Hallelujah, <laughs> Hallelujah. We need more of them. And so, um, and actually, you were just and you could tell because your your face was to the wall or to the backboard, and they were watching. They were they were taking notes and stuff. But you could just sense that that they just need to be uplifted. Because there's been times in your life that you just say, I just need that quick little joy, that quick little, you know, infilling right now. Because it, I, just, I just need to feel that once again. And so you turned around and you went, 
I gave them a funny face like this. And they all started laughing, and then you got more joy. And so the more that you were doing this, the more they built up. They were getting more of the joy of the Lord also. And so the Lord just wanted to say to you that you're going to be so full of joy that you can walk into a room, and these people are just going to be receiving the joy of the Lord just because you've walked into the room. It's because of Him. It's because of Him. The joy of the Lord is your strength. That's what your strength is. And the enemy, that's why he tried to take it away. He tried to just cancel it. But the Lord says, no, devil, you will not cancel the joy that I have put into this, this soul, this woman of God. And ever since, even like a small child, you were had a, such a full of joy. There was, the, but like I said, the enemy wanted to just, just, to, to destroy it because they, the, he knows that the joy of the Lord is the strength, right? So he knows that that's going to be part of your salvation is because of the joy of the Lord. And you're going to be able to lead many to the Lord because of the joy. They're going to want that joy. They're going to want that peace. And so I hope that this is very encouraging to you because you keep reaching out. You're already such a delight to be around. You already have so much joy to be around. I love being around Marty. Who loves being around Marty? Amen, amen, yeah. But but sometimes you're faking it. Sometimes you're faking it. And um, now I know sometimes you're faking it. Uh, <laughs> I'll call you out on it, too. But, that, but I'm just saying that, that they don't know, though. They don't know. But now you, there's not going to be that trying to just, deep, just like dig real down deep, 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 pull that back up again. It's going to get bigger and bigger, and it's just always going to be there. Hey, right. <laughs> she receives it. Amen. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yes, come on up here, Cindy. Wait a minute. Oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. There's going to be four of you. Okay, Pastor Stan has something Wait to say, a too. Minute. Wow, Wait good. a minute. I'm next. I'm next. I'm next. It's next. Okay. Next or Stan. Just, I'm just sitting there. Okay, this. he wants to go next. I'm next. Okay, he wants to go. I've been <laughs> waiting in line. That's okay. You have, <laughs> you have to get in line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the way this works with me is I get a vision. And then when I get a vision, I know that he's going to give me an interpretation. And so I've been arguing with the Lord ever since I got the vision because, <laughs> because sometimes, you know, we don't want to do the things of the Lord. Anybody resemble that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what I saw is you were like hammering a nail except for you had your thumb, it's almost as if it was an intentional thing, on an anvil and a big hammer. And you took that hammer and it was almost like it was a calculated thing. And I saw you hit that knuckle with your hand. I mean, with a hammer on your hand. And obviously it hurt and it bled into big problems. And the Lord said, this thing you did that just devastated you, and you said, I, I can't recover from it. I can't be forgiven. I made a mistake too big. The Lord wants to say, no, I'm able. I'm able to heal it. I'm able to forget it. And you're forgiven. I've forgotten. I want you to understand that you need to forgive. You need to forget. This thing that has been, he's not revealed to me the thing, but this thing has been the big thing that has been in your heart, and when God tells you to do something, you look there and you see it. 
When God says, but you can do this, then you look down and you keep seeing this thing. God says, I've removed that thing. I want you to no longer think about this thing that happened in the past. It's gone, and now there's no reason you can't step forward and do those things that I ask you to do, says God. No more. No more. No more holdback. No more excuse. You know what he's talking about, right? You know what he's talking about, Amen. Right? <laughs> you receive? I do receive. Amen. Yes, amen. Okay, so I was sitting over there listening, and, and the Lord reminded me he's very, very happy with you. He's very, very pleased with you for decisions you made before you came to join here. You've been well-known, well-liked, or you were comfortable at. It wasn't by your choice I led you here. And he's being with you, and he's leading you. And it's confirmation of what he was saying. You're going into the, his direction, yeah. right track, and it's going to get more narrower as you go <laughs> because that's how he's going to lead you. Because you abandon your reputation, you abandon your friend for what is right, what is true, what is good. So I just want to encourage you. God is very pleased with you for decisions you made, but it was he led you to that. So always know it's in him you will win. You're always in him because he is the triumph in the spirit, and that will come into manifest in your life as long as you follow what he put it in you, what is right. Amen. Say the Lord. Amen. She receives it. Well, praise God. You got some encouragement oh today. Oh, my gosh, yes. Did you know you were going to get Beautiful. such encouragement today? No, I did not. So did you, did you need that encouragement I today? Did, yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Right, you thank may be seated. You. All right. Let's give the Lord praise. Awesome. He's so awesome. You know, uh, I love it when the Lord speaks like that, and uh, he knows right the right time, and it's awesome. So you're speaking on? No, don't tell him. Don't tell him. See, I you know, cheat, and I don't even know. Now. I can't even time. remember. I'm now. not going to let her <laughs> expose the, the, the secret. I didn't mean to cheat. It was just there. I just saw it. She looked online no, where I, didn't I uploaded it. No, I did particularly look online for that. I was uploading something, and I was just... You're on the platform. I, I am telling the truth. <laughs> and but now that, you know, my eyes, physical eyes saw it, I can't... I don't know. I can't remember. It's going to be good, people. <laughs> it's going to be encouraging. Yeah, it's going to be an encouraging word, right? Yes. <laughs> With Stan, you never know. With God, yes. you never know. <laughs> He's in charge. Amen, amen. All right, well, I'll pray for you. Thank you. That. He's about to turn 70. Amen. Isn't that exciting? Doesn't seem like he you're looks, 70. He looks good. He does look good for 70. Amen. She's going to heaven. Yes. Not today, but... Yeah, not today. Lord, we just thank you so much. We just praise your holy name. And Lord, thank you that we can come here to to hear the truth of the word of God. And Lord, at any time any of us here speak something that is distant from you, that's that's not the truth of your word, and we need to be corrected, we ask for you to correct us Amen. right then. For Lord, we want to speak only the truth and have an understanding of what the truth is. 
So, Lord, I give you praise and honor and glory. I say thank you. I thank you for this man of God, and I thank you for the message that we're about to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Peace. So the next words out of my mouth were about to be, what am I speaking on? Now, if you didn't hear that, then you can still participate in this. <laughs> so what am I speaking on if you didn't hear that? Encouragement. Oh, encouragement. No, yeah, well, she told you that. Everybody heard it? Okay. So... In chapter 5 of Revelation, it tells a story. In Revelation 6.1, And when the Lamb opened one of the seals, I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts said unto me, Come and see. And I beheld a white horse. Now, at that point, he begins to open the seven-sealed book. But chapter 5 is saying who is worthy to open that book. And the only one that was worthy to open the book was Jesus. The Bible says because he was slain, he redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation has made us under our God kings and priests. And we shall reign on the earth. So when we sing that song about worthy is the lamb, understand there's only one flesh and blood on the planet. In all history, past, present, and future, only one is worthy to open that book. Only one is worthy to bring judgment. I believe it's Matthew 5.12 says that the Father has judged no man but has given all judgment unto the Son. So this morning, Lord, we say, worthy is the Lamb to take the book and to open the seals thereof because you were slain, has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred tongue, people, and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And Lord, there are at least three people that say that first seal has been broken and that we are in the tribulation. I don't know if we are. But I do know this, that there is about to be a storm hit this nation. This nation the hardest, but a storm to hit the whole world. As the Antichrist is loosed upon this world, a storm like never has hit mankind is about to hit. And so, Lord, yes, we ask you to bring and give us your peace in that time of storm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I don't know the truth about Lahaina, and I'm not talking on that. That's not the topic this morning. But I'm hearing some things that bother me. I'm hearing that the children were huddled together in some of the houses. And they said that they went to the children, and there were like shapes of children, but as they touched them, they were just ashes. My understanding, I'm not an expert on this, but my understanding is you can burn a body in a home fire and like 
80 or 90 percent of the body is still there. Still there. Still, they got to bring a body bag and put it in there and they take it over to the morgue. Okay, so what can take a body and turn it to ashes? My answer is some kind of weapon I've never seen. They call them directed energy weapons. And I think that the New World Order hit Lahaina with high technology. It was a hit. And it was designed to kill as many people as they can because the devil comes not but for to... There you go, you got it. He does not mind. Matter of fact, he takes great pleasure in killing God's best creation, humans. And this apparently was, again, we're still researching it. I've got some, got my son Sean researching, as a matter of fact. Apparently this was a hit. One of several hits, one of many more hits, to bring us into the new world order. About a storm, a storm like the world has never seen is about to hit. And so our topic today is... Words are going to appear. In a moment. See, I can prophesy. We're here to have a good time. But we're going to have a good time in the Lord. What I got when I fell to my knees yesterday, he said, you tell him, I am the peace in the midst of the storm. Amen. We know a storm is coming. Yeah. We've heard a lot about the storm. Amen. Matter of fact, Prophets Club had 130 guest speakers making 330 DVDs. And you can watch all of them, I guess, is on Watch Prophecy Club. We've heard a lot about the storm. We've had some of the best prophets and apostles and watchmen come in that have really heard from God, that tell us a great storm is coming. But this morning I want to say to you that Jesus is our peace in the storm. I want to believe that if you and I were in Lahaina, when we see the fires coming, that we would have dropped to our knees. Because my God can defeat directed energy weapons. He can stop the fire. He can stop the storm. Today, he wanted me to say to you, He is our peace. Amen. He is our peace. Amen. He is our peace and a very present, a very real present help in a time of trouble. The children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Now, what he said to me is that this is now speaking of America today. So, where we see Israel, we can replace that word with America. Today, America has done evil in the sight of the Lord. In other words, in his opinion, when he looks down on this nation that he started, that he pulled out of the nations, he washed clean, and he raised up a nation that was not a nation, he says, now this nation, America, has done evil in the sight of the Lord. And so consequently, the Lord is about to deliver them in the hand of, in this case, the Antichrist. But going back to what happened in Judges, the hand of the Midianites for seven years. 
And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel because the Midianites of the children of Israel made them dens, which were in the mountains, caves, and strongholds. What's that saying? He's saying it got so bad in Israel, they had to leave their houses, their farms, everything. And they had to run to the hills, and they made their homes in caves and in cracks of the mountains. That's how bad it was. And so it was when Israel had sown, in other words, when they had planted their crops, the Midianites and the Amalekites came up and they stole them. They took their food. They destroyed the increase of the earth and left nothing for Israel to eat. They came up and took their cattle and their tents, and they were as grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. Tonight, this morning, saying correctly, there are sources that I believe you're hearing from God, and they're saying that Putin and Kim Jong-il, Kim Jong-il, he died. Kim Jong-un, right? Okay. North Korea. Many of the nations right now are forming an alliance. They call it a coalition against America. Preparing weapons like we've never seen. And in abundance like we've never seen to come into our nation to kill, steal, and destroy. But God wants me to say to you this morning that Jesus is our peace. He They aren't going to do anything without his permission. Would you turn that down one notch, please? They aren't going to do anything without his permission. They can't do anything. Everything has to go through the courts of heaven before the devil can do it. The devil has to get permission to do bad against us. Now, the way he gets that permission is this. You see what they're doing? He's the accuser of the brethren. The Bible says he stands before God day and night accusing him. You see what he did? You see what she did? Therefore, I should have the right to do this and such against them. So as long as we walk with the Lord and the strength of his might, the devil can't touch us. Because he's given us power and authority over all over all the power of the enemy. Over all serpents, scorpions, over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt us. Amen. So we have to understand, in Christ, when we fall to our knees in Jesus' name, we are more powerful than the devil, because we're in his power. Amen. They encamped against them, destroyed it. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. There's a great revival coming in America. Once the judgment hits, that's what he told me. I've said it so many times, I'm not going to say it again. But I heard words that said, as the judgment hits, so will my miracles. She told this morning about how during her, I'm talking about soon he, during her 32 days of fasting, correct? The Lord showed her a dream? Vision. Vision. A vision. And get to the point. She didn't know if he touched her with a sword or with a scepter, but he touched her on her left, right shoulder, right side shoulder, and said one word, sevenfold. I believe that when the miracles hit, we're going to see sevenfold miracles. What God told me is, when the judgment hits, so are my miracles. Miracles are like no one has seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve. 
Miracles, great miracles. I don't know what the miracles are going to be, but I want to be smack dab in the middle of them. That, by the way, that's Texas talk for you folks up north that don't understand that. But smack dab, that's a good phrase. Smack dab in the middle of it. You move down to Plano, Texas, we'll have you talking normally before long. Israel was greatly impoverished because the meeting announced the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. And let me just tell you, when the judgment hits this boy and some others, Amen. we're going to be crying to the Lord. And he is going to hear us because we've had a prayer closet for a long time. We've been walking with him for a long time. We know that when we pray and when we ask, he hears our prayer, and if he hears our prayer, he answers that prayer. prayer. Amen. Amen. As Dimitri would say, not good enough. Amen. It came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because they made a nights, the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel. Look at America. 130 guest speakers, 330 DVDs. Do you think God has sent warning? I mean, so many of my programs... By the way, I do a program. It's called the Prophecy Club. I have so... I have never, in my 30 years in Bible prophecy, 40 years in Bible prophecy, 30 years in Prophecy Club, I've never seen God speaking so much. I've never seen so many people getting so many dreams and so many visions. Right now, God is screaming at America. And yet, so many people are... I ain't getting it. God has warned America. He has. He's warned this congregation. Even prophetic words for this congregation. Yes. Right, Marty? Yes. <laughs> Amen. The Lord sent a prophet of the children of Israel, said to them, Thus saith the Lord God, I brought you out of Egypt and brought you forth into the spirit of prophecy church. I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, out of the hand of the, those that oppressed you. We could say that about America. I brought you out of Europe. I brought you out of the places where they were prohibiting you from worshiping me. And I lifted you up and I put a heart in you. And I made you a new nation. And I said to him, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites or the transgenders or the CRTs. Are you catching? We're We're not afraid of the gods. We're afraid of our God. We love Him. He hears us. We know He hears us. He is speaking. He is guiding and directing. He is, like Jonathan said this morning, the lamp unto our feet and light unto our path. I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of Amorites, whose land you dwell. But you have not obeyed my voice, America. Just like the prophet got up here this morning. I was praying moments before she walked up. I said, Lord, speak through her this morning. Well, boy, he did. And I amen that, and I send that into the Spirit to all the leaders of all the false churches around the globe, especially America, in Jesus' name. There came an angel to the Lord and sat under the oak, which was in Oprah. That's a word you want to wash your mouth out after you say that word today. (laughs) That pertained unto Joash, Basra, and his son Gideon threshed wheat. I want you to notice it said it threshed wheat. Why does Jesus call us the wheat? I think that wheat is the primary thing that God designed for our bodies to be eating. 
Not the perfect food. There's no perfect food, but that might be the closest. The angel Lord appeared unto him and said, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty men of valor. What God is saying is spirit of prophecy church, and there's others too. God is going to be with us in the storm. He is going to be a peace to us in the storm. He's saying, look, you know, the messages have changed coming through Spirit of Prophecy Church. We all remembered when he'd come in here and say, oh, man, i got to endure another message about the end times. <laughs> I have more about America than Babylon. I've got to hear more about this. And now for, I don't know, six months, he's been saying the same thing. Remember one time he said, God is, uh, I am able? Remember? He's saying, yeah, there's about to be a storm. But I want you to know that I am above the storm. I want you to know that I am able. I am your peace. So God said unto him, oh, my Lord. Excuse me. But Gideon said unto him, oh, my Lord. If the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us and where are all these miracles? I remember that before Trump got into running for president, I was thinking that America's not all that bad yet. I remember seeing him point at all the media and saying, oh, these are such bad guys. I thought, really? Now, I knew they were bad. But he caused the devil to come out of the closet. Would you agree? He helped us to see just how bad America is. And then the more he's tried to push to make America great again, the more he's made the devil come out of the closet. And now with the four different indictments against him, he's like, even the devil's people are saying, hey man, this ain't right. Even Democrats are saying, this ain't right. You guys going after Trump, this ain't right. That's what they're saying. How come all of this has happened? They didn't understand just how bad Israel was, just like right now, we didn't understand just how bad America is. And the truth be known, we still don't have an idea. If we could see through the eyes of God all of the evil taking place in America, we would be shocked. We would be on our face constantly for this nation. And when the man of the city arose early in the morning, behold, their altar of Baal was cast down because God had come to Gideon and said, okay, if you want me to do anything, you've got to get rid of the idols you got to get and say who's ball ball is the cow god you remember when moses came down off of the mountain with the ten commandments in hand he looked down and they had made a molten calf what's that calf made of gold what were they doing they were worshiping that calf oh i know what you're thinking you're thinking oh they're probably banging tambourines and walking around it and saying great is ball no they had what we call orgies today. Leslie and I were there. They had this big rock that actually was a little bit bigger than our screen there. And they had pictographs that we believe that were drawn by the people that were actually there. And they had pictures of men with, there's no other way to say this, but just say it, with erections. In other words, Worshipping Baal meant that you get to go to the meeting and get to do anything to the people at the meeting. That's the agreement. Okay, Do as thou wilt. You get to do anything to the people at the meeting you want to do. But if you go to the meeting, there's another side of it. You also have to let them do to you 
What do they want to do? Our God says, broad is the way that leads to destruction, meaning there be that go thereat. Straight is the gate. Didn't we talk about this last? I was thinking we talked about this. We choose not. Yeah, we can do that. We choose not to do the Broadway. We choose. We choose. It's our choice. We choose to do it God's way. We choose the narrow way. We choose not to sin. Not to walk, not to talk, not to dress, not to look like all the sin out there. We want to come out and be separate. Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins and receive not of her plagues. So that's what they were doing. They said, look, if you want me to move, first thing you got to do is you got to turn from worshiping Baal. you got to turn from all your sins. And they said one to another, who's done this thing? <laughs> they said, Gideon did it. Well, bring Gideon forth. We're going to kill him. Gideon says, wait a minute. If he's God, let him protect himself. And of course, he couldn't protect himself against Jesus. So then, long story short, they sent out messengers to the other 11 tribes. Send warriors. We are going to go and we're going to defeat the Midianites. So, Bible doesn't tell how many people, but there's a lot. They all showed up. God looked down to Gideon, the mighty men of valor, and says, Too many. What? Because the Midianites were like grasshoppers in number. God said, Too many. Once you take them down to the brook, and those people that put their lips against the water, note them. Those people that cup and drink from their hands, want you to make note of those. Now, do you think God knew the hearts of the people? I do. Do you think that he could cause the ones he wanted to be rejected to put their lips against the water and cause the others he wanted to accept to cup and drink the water out of their hands? I think he did. Now, why do you think he chose only 300 out of the thousands and thousands that showed up? What happened to the ones that were rejected and told to go home? What was wrong with them? They were part of the Broadway, right? Too much sin. Maybe like Jonathan said this morning, maybe they didn't have the courage. You know, it takes courage to fight the devil. It's easier to just yeah, let him do what he wants. You know, us, us Christians tend to be pacifists. So the ones that cupped the water with their hands, only 300 of them, he said, those are the ones that I will use. So what do you do? So he says, uh, they needed a bit of encouragement. So one of the guys came into the camp and said, hey, this guy had a dream right down here. I dreamed a dream that a cake of barley. Why barley? Barley is first ripe. Barley represents the Jews as wheat represents the Christians. Okay? So a cake of barley tumbled into the midst of the host of the Midian. Tumbled into the, where the Midianites camp. And the barley bread tumbled into the host of the Midian and came into a tent and smote it. And it fell and overturned it and the tent lay long. In other words, this cake of barley just rolled over the Midianites. What was God saying? 
they accurately interpreted it and said, well, the Lord has actually delivered the host of Midian into our hands. Right now, what God is saying to Spirit of Prophecy Church and to America, he's saying, your nation is going down. Your nation is going to be destroyed in one day, in one hour, so great riches come to naught. But what he's saying is, I am the peace in the storm. I am able. If you're walking the narrow way, then you don't have to worry about the broad people. The broad way. Right? You don't have to worry about them. I got it. I can send them home. Dimitri, they came to Dimitri's house. His house was full of Bibles. He said he barely walked through the house for all the Bibles. Michael Boldea says there's only about three or four at the time. They brought electronic equipment to see through the walls. They were looking for Bibles. So they were asking, where are the Bibles, Dimitri? We know you have Bibles. Well, Michael didn't understand. They said, where are the Bibles? Michael says, there. His wife slummies. His mom slapped his hand and said, shut up. Get your face against the wall. He would tell them, there's the Bibles. Can't you see them? There's been stories of people that were after Christians ran right by them. I remember like the second speaker we had at the Prophecy Club. He just came out of the military. He was a Christian and he was a missionary. And he said, I was walking through this, what appeared to be a clearing, a couple of little bushes. He said, all of a sudden, I think it was five. Five Muslims popped up like this. Boom. They all had their AK-47s leveled down on me. He says, you know, I started to jump behind this little bush, but before I could even jump, I realized it's too late. So I just kind of stood there like this, and I realized the bullets weren't hitting me. I could hear the bullets whistling by me. I looked at these five guys, AK-47s. They are all flashing. They're all aimed right at me. I can see the flashes. I can hear the bullets whistling by me. But then then none of them are hitting. He says, so I realized, oh, the Lord must be protecting me. He said, then all of a sudden this holy boldness came over me. He says, so I just started walking right at him. And these these Muslims with their AK-47s are firing like this, firing like this, and they they just threw them down and ran. That's our God. He's here this morning, and he wants you to know one thing. He is the peace in the storm. Just like this, he has sent prophets warning us. What are they warning? Yes, they're saying, yes, trouble is coming. A storm is coming. But the bigger warning is, he's saying, if you want to be one of the 300, not the thousand sent home, then you've got to walk the narrow way. No spot. No wrinkle. As Leslie continues to say the word unblemished. There's a difference. Unblemished is, (laughs) that means the devil can't find anything wrong with you. So the day came for them to defeat the Midianites. So here's what you're going to do. 300 of you. You're going to get these big pictures. And I would guess that they're all clay pots. My guess is that they're probably this big to maybe this big. Inside, 
they probably poured something like crude oil with some rags and stuff. And they were tall, just my guess. And they lit a fire in there, and that was on top of their stick. They carried the pitcher. That was the word I was looking for. They carried the pitcher in the left hand, and in the right hand they had a trumpet. And he said, okay, here's what we're going to do. You do what I do. So they broke the pitchers, the clay pot fell away, and that revealed the torch inside. And then they all blew the trumpet, only 300 of them, against thousands. And then they shouted, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Why? They're calling on what we would today do, call on the name of Jesus. That's right. Kind of like Leslie was saying this morning. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Right? Jesus is telling us, if you want protection, if you want peace in the storm, you've got to be in the narrow way. Right? No spot, no wrinkle. Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins. You receive not of her plagues, Revelation 18. I want to add something, Stan. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, in my research for many years, the, the pictures that they, that they all had, the 300 men had, and how you broke them up in different groups, well, to the enemy, the only ones that ever carried the pictures with the flame captains. was the captains. Yeah. And so, you know, it caused great confusion because they thought that means there's like hundreds or thousands or yeah, whatever. Yeah, captain over 100 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so they're, they're, that means they're having a whole lot more uh, behind them and really just cause confusion in the camp. Well, and the Bible says that they, well, here it is, and they took the princes, no, no, the Bible, I didn't put it in here, but the Bible says that they begin to fight each other. Yeah. That's one of God's favorite things. And if you go into Ezekiel 38 39, God has them do the same thing. In other words, when, when God is against them, he causes those people within that nation to begin to fight against each other. You know we're doing the same thing in America right now? It used to be that Democrats and Republicans worked together. They would have barbecues together on the weekend. Their families would fellowship together, and they worked together. Now Democrats have nothing to do with Republicans, and Republicans have nothing to do with Democrats. And one wants to kill each other. There's about to be a civil war in America. Okay, let's go on. So after they got done, and all of the Midianites killed themselves. You notice the Bible does not say that any of the the Jews had anything but the pitcher and a trumpet. Didn't say anything about them having a sword. Because the Lord was their sword. Right? He's saying, Spirit of Prophecy Church, I got you. I'm able. I'm your peace in the storm. Yes, to let you know briefly, and I know I'm over time, but I got started late, and it's all Jonathan's fault. (laughs) I can talk about him because he's not in the room, he's in the other room. We had. Shane Warren, pastor out of Louisiana, stand right here. <clears throat> he made a DVD back in July of 2012 about a vision he had in 2011. And he said he saw that there was a great storm, a hurricane, that hit America. 
Are you aware of what the weather is saying is about to hit America? What? Hillary. Can you imagine that? Just an accident or maybe an on purpose? I believe they have scaly wave and I believe that they can control the weather. So anyway, he said first thing he saw was a hurricane. And then in the midst of the hurricane, he saw the reporter reach down and pick up a handful of dollar bills and says, they're raining. It's like raining dollar bills and they're worthless. Okay, and he said that what was causing this to start, he said, I was then taken into a room. Well, let me finish that part. Okay, so the first thing was a hurricane, worthless dollars, then he saw an earthquake in the New Madrid Fault up the center of the nation. And he heard an audible voice speak from behind him and say, they split my land, now I will divide their land. Then the scene changed. He was taken to another room where he saw leaders from around the world. Russia, China, Iran, Iraq, I mean a lot of them. Just about all of, all of the BRICS nations. And they were plotting and planning on what can we do to destroy the dollar. And they said, all we have to do is to stop selling crude oil in dollars. In some other currency, gold or some other currency. And that will crash the dollar. Back in the 70s, <clears throat> this is going to make sense in a second, stay with me. Back in the 70s, I believe from the courts of heaven, it was arranged that all crude oil sales were to be dollar-denominated. America made a deal with Saudi Arabia that they would not sell oil in anything but a dollar. In exchange, America would provide military protection for Saudi Arabia. So America guaranteed Saudi Arabia's peace because they were making all oil sales. Well, as of August 22 of 2022, excuse me, August 24th of 2022, Saudi Arabia signed a new agreement with Russia, now making Russia their protector, removing America, meaning for the last year, <clears throat> Saudi Arabia has been able to sell crude oil in some other denomination other than the dollar. And there's just completed the, t the second sale. A massive crude oil sale was just made to India, and India paid for it in rupees. So we see that there's about to be a hurricane hit California. Now, is that part of the prophecy? We also see that it's about to be raining dollars worthless. We also see, or here, let me back up here, there's a few rumblings that America is trying to force Israel to give the Palestinians a state. If we do that, God was, is going to send an earthquake up the New Madrid Fault, which is up the Mississippi River Valley, splitting <clears throat> Israel, excuse me, splitting America from the Great Lakes. And Leslie, in a map right there, just like that map, saw a vision one day that the, the Great Lakes were split all the way down. She saw it to Tupelo, Mississippi. Augusto Perez saw that it split all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. And in that would be a pretty big storm. What God is saying to us today is, yes, 
there's a storm about to hit your nation. Because your nation has sinned and walked away from Jesus, I'm sending the storm. Not the devil. It's from the courts of heaven. Because we've sinned against him. We walked away. But here's what happened. They slew the kings of Midian after they took over. And after Jesus takes over, when he takes over, he's going to slay all of the the evil people too. Philippians 4, 7 says, The peace of God which passes all understanding. During this time, when this storm hits, I believe it, it might not be too long before one Sunday we gather and we're saying, okay, where do we get something to eat? How do we do this thing? How do we pay our bills? There might be some homes in here that are just about to be foreclosed on. But Jesus says he is our peace. He is able. I believe that during the time of trouble, we're going to start seeing dreams and visions. We've already seen an increase in prophetic words this morning. You remember Jesus, the same day when he was come, said to them, let us pass over to the other side. And And when they had sent him away, the multitude... They took him even as he was in the ship, and there they were also with other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. Okay, did you get that? So Jesus is on a boat on the Galilee, and there's a great storm. Yet he was asleep. He was peaceful. They came to him, Master, Master, we perish! He arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace. Be still. That's what he's saying to Spirit of Prophecy Church this morning. There's a storm coming. We may actually say the storm is here. But I want you to know, I'm saying to you, Spirit of Prophecy Church, peace. Be still. I'm able. I got it. As long as you walk that narrow way, you don't have to worry about the Broadway people. He said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have, look at those words, look at those words, have no faith. So when the storm hits, and when we gather together, we can say to each other, we have faith. We have faith. We know. God's got this thing. And they feared exceedingly and said one another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey? Let me tell you what manner of man. That is God. That is God in the flesh. That's the manner of man. Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Does that mean we have power over the storm? Yes, it does. Yes. Amen. Amen. Leslie will know the names of the ladies. She can tell you this sword better than I, but it was a little, like, 14, 15, 16-year-old girl close to our family, and she went down on a missionary trip to... Mexico. Mexico. Okay, anyway. She said, I was walking down the street and these people would... <laughs> the kids walk up to me and they started speaking Spanish. And she says, I don't speak Spanish. She said she heard the Lord say, speak in tongues. What? Nevertheless, so she started speaking in tongues. She'd speak a phrase. They'd speak a phrase. She'd speak a phrase. They'd speak a phrase. They were having a conversation. She know what she's saying. That's our God. 
He wants us to know that he is our peace in the midst of the storm. Nobody's going to get in a fetal position. No one's going to start sucking their thumb. Our confidence is in the Lord. Our confidence is in the Lord. It's going to happen. It may be happening in the next few weeks. Probably happening within the next few months. But as the storm hits, we're going to keep our peace. We're going to keep our confidence. We're going to know he's going to take care of us. Now, I'm about to pray a prayer, as we do every Sunday. And right now, a lot of people think, ah, I don't need Jesus. But when the storm hits, let me just tell you, there's probably some people in Lahaina this morning that are thinking about accepting Jesus. That would not have accepted him before. But a storm hit. It was a storm from the devil, but God allowed it. If God had allowed it, they wouldn't have been able to touch him. Let's bow our heads. Lord, I admit I'm a sinner. Say it all together. Lord, Lord. I, I admit I'm a sinner. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Died three days, died on the cross, arose three days later. I accept his blood to wash my sins away, to write my name in the book of life, to keep me holy. And save me in the day of trouble. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the very first time and you're online, send us an email, contact, and I won't say the rest of it or I'll get all kinds of emails from bots or whatever out there. Also, we invite you to become a member of the Spirit of Prophecy Church. You can do that going to spiritofprophecychurch.com. On the left side where it says become a member, click there and you can fill that out. Also... We uh, Let me back up here. We encourage you to slide to the bottom there, and you can see that where it says donate. You can do that. And you may be saying, well, are you asking me to donate? Nope. God is suggesting that you donate. Because if you want to be blessed, you've got to follow all of the rules, right? And that's one of the rules. Christians give. And if you're watching, we'll also encourage you to click like, share, and subscribe on whatever platform you might be watching on. I went 20 minutes over today, but it was worth it, right? Amen. 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 Lord, we ask.